The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your Saturday recap for this week's WGC Dell Technologies Match Play. Joining me to go match by match through this bracket, it is Patrick McDonald. Hello, Patrick. Rick, what's going on, my man? Excited to go match by match with you. It was a long day out there. The dudes golfed their golf ball well. Some winning golf out there, a little losing golf out there as well, but really excited to talk to you. Yes, 36 holes for the guys who advanced out of so Sweet 16. So we went from 16 to 8 and then 8 to 4 today. So we've got four remaining for another long day of golf on Sunday. And here is how we got there. The number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, battled JT Poston this morning in the Sweet 16. And while Scotty Scheffler got off to a great start, he was two up through five. It was quickly the JT Poston show. He took the lead on eight. He was two up. On the 15th tee, Patrick, and then Scotty Scheffler goes birdie, birdie, birdie on 15, 16, 17, and all it took was a par on 18 to win the match one up and advance to the Elite Eight. The par real or uh, the match really flipped there on the par five, six when remember that one year when was it Rory who found the swimming pool in that backyard? Yes, that's right. Yeah, it was, it was that hole. So obviously the concession there and then a couple bogeys and all of a sudden JT Poston is one up at 10 or uh, yeah, matches all squared after nine. And then gosh, the up and down challenge kind of on the par five 12th there that Poston got the better of Scheffler, but I said it a little bit in, in the green room. <laughs> you have the world number one on the ropes. He goes first. He hits his iron first. You have a potential to have an advantage, and you lay back. It is – I'm a diehard Steelers fan. I have been my entire life. Matt Canada has been our offensive coordinator for the past couple of years. He loves the draw play, and it was just losing football, what JT Poston did out there today on 18. You got a mash driver down there. You're the data guy, Rick. The numbers back it up. You hit driver. The scoring average is substantially lower and he decides to hit iron. And then a poor wedge shot on top of that, and he doesn't even you know, really scare Scheffler on the 18th. He completely bailed him out with that bogey. Uh, but hat tip to Scotty. He, he's just 
T to greening these guys to death. He's always in a hole. He doesn't really seem to give one to them outside that uh, OB shot on six. And yeah, one up and that was, I mean, that was a fantastic match. I just wish Post and played 18 differently. Had the number one player in the world on the ropes, but Scotty Scheffler survives, advances to the Elite Eight. The other half of this region was a couple of savvy vets, Jason Day and Matt Kuchar. Another tight one here. The first four holes all halved before Jason Day started to build a little bit of a lead. But Patrick, they were on 16T all square. It ends up with Jason Day making a birdie on 16 and holding off Kucher for the rest of the match. Jason Day advances with a one-up victory. The back nine here was a bit of a pillow fight on 11 there. You see a pair of bogeys. Kucher hit it in the water first. Then Jason Day follows suit because that's totally what you're supposed to do in match play and not just air, air long on the side of caution. Uh, and it honestly felt like from that moment on that Kucher got the momentum. He won 13 with a birdie. Uh, you know, tied up that match, but missed a seven footer there on the par five and ultimately was not able to get it done. Uh, they both hit driver down 18. I do know that Kucher had a weird, <laughs> weird lie from 50 yards, but you know what they did? They both made par. Uh, and that would have been a good enough for JT Poston. I'm over it now. I'm done talking about JT. That's okay. You can keep uh, <laughs> you can keep berating him. That's fine. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Jason Day meet in the Elite Eight. Let's just continue down the path here because this one was a doozy. Lots of circles on the card. It was Jason Day that got out to an early lead. And in fact, Scotty Scheffler did not lead this match at all until the 13th hole. I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight birdies for Scotty Scheffler while I count, what is that? Three plus three, six birdies and an eagle for Jason Day. Lots of firepower here, but no surprise. Scotty Scheffler does it again, finds a way to get through a two and one victory to advance to the final four. This one was like slowly watching your own death uh, for me personally with, with the one and done selection of Jason day. You went the furthest uh, though. You got the furthest guy. Yeah, that, that is, that is key. Uh, and you heard him talk to Damon hack about it. Just kind of take the punches from Jason day from holes three through five, where he played them in four under grab the three up lead. And the big exchange I think was that 30 footer on nine for Scotty to roll that one first before day head into the back nine, only one down uh, made the birdie on 12 uh, day kind of made a mess of 13 there. And gosh, I mean, Jason day, really he, the seven footer on 10, he could have made, he had the line from uh, Scotty Scheffler on the par three 11th as well. He left that one short and then he kind of gave Scotty a few holes there uh, at 14 in, in particular, but that final shot on 17, the near, hole in one to yes walk off that would have been jonathan bird-esque i bet you didn't think we'd get a jonathan bird shout out today no but every time i play tpc summerlin there's a plaque there on 17 where he knocked it in so i think about i honestly think about jonathan bird all the time um so i i will say that yes yeah, so two birdies on 17 that's very generous uh good good for jason day because scotty scheffler nearly hold out for an ace uh to, to walk it off he was like two inches away so uh that will get scotty to the final four but can we just like can we just hat tip uh, Jason Day right now? 770K, playing some of the best golf we've seen from him in a long time. This dude's grooving. Yeah, he looks really good. He was throwing darts out there today. I mean, he made eagle on the par 5-6 both uh, times. He played in six strokes. I bet there's someone out there today who bogeyed the hole. He, he tied him uh, in his two, uh, two strolls around it. But he, he looks really good, and I think the thing that kind of – 
sticks out to me is after yesterday's round, he said he wasn't fully comfortable with his swing yet. And you kind of see it with the rehearsal. He's rehearsing uh, during his practice swing there where it's not quite in the slot, not quite where he wants it. And it, it appears every now and now and again, uh, he hit it in the hazard on three, I believe a little snap hook there. Uh, and the wedge on 14 was deep as well, long and left. So there, there's still ways to go for Jason Day, who still believes he can get back to world number one. We've, we've heard him talk about missing that feeling of sleeping close to the lead. You know, he enjoys not being able to sleep on Saturday nights, knowing he has a potential to win a championship. But I'm in, obviously, Augusta's around the corner. That's what everyone has their eyes on. Jason Day has a great history there. But Rick, I'll pose this question to you. He hasn't really contended in stroke play tournaments. He's had great finishes. He hasn't really right. contended. This should help him out, correct? Yeah, I think so. You get the juices flowing. You go up against the number one player in the world. You battle him. I mean, he came out of a, a very difficult group. Yeah, I, I think that there's the competitive juices were probably flowing more this week than some of those, yeah, like backdoor T9s and T12s and stuff like that. Yeah. The next region, this would be the call it the Patrick Cantlay region because he was the highest seed in that uh, region. Starts with Sam Burns and Patrick Cantlay this morning in the Sweet 16. This was a fun one. Very tight throughout. Uh, all square through six holes before Patrick Cantlay won hole number seven. Uh, Sam Burns squared this thing up on number 10 and took a lead on 11, and he did not look back Patrick Sam Burns goes two and one over Patrick Cantlay in a I suppose it's a little upset when the 13 seed beats the four seed yeah a little bit especially with the way Cantlay's been playing and Burns hasn't had his best stuff uh outside the Vals bar this year but in that front nine it felt like Cantlay should have been two or three up uh, he, he just let a few holes get away from him and then you see the bogey on 10 was kind of sloppy hits it in the water on 11 uh, and kind of just gifts Sam Burns the lead there. And Burns didn't let up, to his credit. Really big birdie there on uh, 14, which, you know, kind of saw some action today. It's a sneaky hole. You, you lose it among the 12, 13, uh, 16 is a great hole. And, you know, keep an eye on 14. Uh, and then the must-make putt that from Cantlay on the 16th, the 10-footer for Eagle, was just, I mean, nails. And then he kind of just hit his birdie putt on 17 a bit too hard. But... It's it's Sam Burns is tough to play against. He hits it really long and he makes a crap load of putts, they're which is both, just they're both. Yeah, they're both tough to play against. They probably didn't even say a word to each other all day long. No. And I know Cantley, he hasn't really been putting it as the Cantley we've come to know. So I think that that was probably the ultimate decider in this one. The upset of the day was very early this morning. The 50th seed, Mackenzie Hughes, beats the 5th seed, Max Homa. Homa was the first to draw blood in this match. A birdie on number 4 to take a 1-up lead, but a quick bounce back from Hughes to square the match on number 5. And then wins. That's the first of three consecutive holes that he won. So flips this to two up after seven, and he's able to hold on. Um, Patrick, this is kind of weird. Listen, I, I I had Max to win this thing before it started. He did not play particularly well to get to a 3-0 and record. It was a, a Hideki con concession, a couple of favorable uh, draws, and, and, and getting a little bit lucky in his other two matches, and then didn't play particularly 
particularly well here. Uh, uh, Mackenzie Hughes only made three birdies in route to this win. Homa did not look good at all this week. And I, I don't know if the extra day of rest was a bad thing in hindsight. Yeah. A, a little rust there, but he made, I mean, number one was a 22 foot birdie putt. Number four was about 10 to 15 feet. And from five through eight, his, his irons were kind of atrocious. He missed short and right in each instance. And you see the lead grow for McKenzie Hughes there. And he, to his credit, that par put on 10 from kind of off the fairway. He hit his wedge long. He was in a divot in the fairway, hit it long, got up and down. It felt like maybe he turned the tide there, stuck at his approach on 11, got it to one down. But he had the lefts off the tee. We saw it on 14 when he hit it in the water, 16 he hit it in the water as well. And then a little case of the rights with the irons and was bailed out by his putter earlier in the week and a little bit today as well. So he's got a lot to work on, I think. Uh, I know a lot of people like his chances for Augusta. You think about his ball striking, the way he's putting the ball, the improvement with the around the green. Uh, but of all the, like a lot of big names are rising this week and Homa, you could, you can make the case was kind of the most disappointing of them all. The Cinderella story of Mackenzie Hughes gets off to a hot start in the elite eight. He makes a long birdie putt on number one to get a one up lead over Sam Burns. He chips in on number two to extend it to a two hole lead, but Sam Burns climbs his way back into this squares the match at number five takes the lead at number seven and never gives that lead back up sam burns patrick punches his ticket to the final four to take on good bud scotty shuffle best pals uh moment of the match by far number seven uh burns pours one in from deep mckenzie's in there tight uh ends up missing it and all of a sudden sam burns is off and running with his lead. And like I said, I mean, Burns is just so hard to play against. He hits it out there a mile and to Hughes's credit, he's gained a ton of distance. I've been, I was watching shot tracker today. It was consistently out there. 320. I know, I know they're bouncing like trampolines, those fairways, but still really impressive to see, especially a guy like Hughes who's, who isn't the biggest guy in the world. Uh, and then 16, that chip to, you know, knock in range to earn the concession. So a lot of good stuff from Burns, and it's good to see. I know his driver was ruled non-conforming uh, at the Genesis, I believe, and it's yes. taken him a while to find a new driver that he likes, and it, it looks like he's finally found one because he's driving the golf ball great so far. Half the bracket done. We've got the other half to go to more participants in the Final Four to reveal, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. And we're back. Quick programming note. I don't know if you've been paying attention, Patrick. When producer Josh started, like, what was that, a month ago? We were at 7,500 YouTube subscribers. We're now at 9,500. We're bearing down on five figs, five figures. I attribute that literally all to Josh. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get into – that 10k area so we are kindly asking people to uh subscribe share it around if you know anybody who might like to listen to golf or other nonsense this would be the pot for them the old josh bump yes works every time mm-hmm. you love to see it you know who we should get a bump from paul tesori apparently because that dude has got a little bit of a bump he goes on cam young's bag and cam young refuses to lose any holes. He goes out and faces 2021 champion Billy Horschel this morning in the Sweet 16, and he did the thing again on the front nine. He played it at five under par. He was five up when he made the turn. The final score, five and four. Cam Young's buzzsaw continued this morning. He beat him by nine strokes on the first nine holes. Billy was lucky it was a match play. (laughs) Yeah. It It could have looked a lot worse. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Horschel clearly didn't have his a game and Cam Young's been a revelation this week. I think he's 32 under in his 81 holes so far I, of all the final four, definitely the least amount of stress. I would say he's been to the 18th hole twice, uh, but neither of those were really in jeopardy in my opinion. So he didn't really putt that great today and he still had six birdies in his first 18 first four. 13, sorry. Uh, so his matchup tomorrow is going to be – I know we have good friends, Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler on one side, but Don't if you had to pick it. one, if you had to pick one, I mean the way Cameron Young's playing with Paul Tesori Don't on his say, bag. Don't say the other name. It, it would be fun to watch Cam Young. <laughs> And whoever That's what I was ends, getting at. And whoever he ends up playing. Which and player X. <laughs> player X. Uh, the other half of this region – out of the Sweet 16 was also pretty low stress. Kurt Kitayama was facing off against Andrew Putnam. Kitayama won hole number one. He won hole number two. He won hole number five. He won hole number six. This thing was never uh, out of reach for him. A massive six and five win, which was the biggest victory of the day. Seven birdies in 13 holes is pretty damn good. Uh, And Putnam's path to victory is just so narrow when you think about his skill set he's not really long off the tee at all i think he's one of the shortest hitters on the pga tour 
and he kind of just has to catch lightning in the bottle uh, with the putter, which he, he does from time to time, but obviously was not the case today, and Kitayama just rolled. Cam Young and Kitayama in the Elite Eight combined for 13 birdies. I loved this match. This was fun. These are two guys I really liked before the tournament started. I wish they were not going to run into each other in the Elite Eight, but Kitayama gave Cam Young a scare out of the gate. He won the first hole. It was squared by number three, and then actually what happened here, Patrick, is it looked like it was going to kind of be another runaway for Cam Young. He was three up when they made the turn, but Kitayama did not did not give up here. He won holes 13 and 14, got one, got back to one down, but could not win any of those final four holes. And it was a one-up victory for Cam Young. I legitimately forgot this match was going on halfway through the afternoon. Uh, I mean, Young was just lulling everyone to sleep and then they popped it back on the broadcast when he nearly made a hole in one off that ridiculously poor iron shot. Yeah. That um, the difference, the difference in uh strokes gained on, on the shot that should have been versus where it ended up. If you didn't see it, it was on 11. There's this massive hill on the left-hand side. He hits the top of the hill. It almost goes over the hill. It's almost like 40 yards away from the, from the hole uh, trickles all the way down, rolls to the lip, almost drops. And he just sits there on the lip. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And to Kitayama's credit, Yes. You know, he, he laughed it off. They're laughing on the tee box and he, he drained 15, 20 footer for birdie to have the hole. And from there, it kind of gave him a boost. You see it with a couple birdies there on 13 and 14 to get it to one up. He hits the green and two on 16. Uh, and then young, I mean, young hit a piss miss one there for a second too. He's been doing that all week on 16. Uh, and unfortunately he kind of, it was a bit sloppy on 18 for him to really give young a scare, but it's crazy to think Kurt Kitayama is a top 20 player in the world, but uh, he is. Sure is. Okay, so we've got Cam Young out of that region. Three out of four of our final four are set. Let's get you our final participants. Early this morning, Rory McIlroy kind of had his hands full with Lucas Herbert. That pesky little Herbie would not go away. Uh, he never led Herbert, that is, in this match. Rory won the first hole. They They were squared up for one hole on on number six but uh rory ends up winning two up but a, a pretty valiant effort from herbert who was obviously overpowered herbie uh fully loaded some yeah, would say some would uh <laughs> but yeah rory had i mean nine birdies in his first match really couldn't do no wrong and that included a miss from inside three feet on the 13th he just completely whiffed a putt didn't even touch the hole but similar to burns herbert's extremely long off the tee and he was number one in strokes gained putting on the PGA Tour last year. So that's just a nightmare in match play. And you saw it on the 17th there where, okay, Rory's in tight. Herbert's 30 feet away. We're going to wrap this up. Spick and spam, easy enough. And Herbert pours one in. It touches you know, every part of the hole, but finds the bottom of the cup, middle of the bottom. And similar to Jay or uh, JT Poston, just losing football on the 18th hole. Yeah. There, there's a lot of dumb things you can do on the golf course, but you feel the most stupid when you try to do the smart thing and you mess up. Mm-hmm. He tried to lay up and he finds the fairway bunker. Never, never gives himself a chance. Rory finds, he smells blood in the water. Let me just blast driver down there. Like I've been doing all week hits it pin high. The hole is over after one shot. And, and so that that's the, he played great. He needed, I, I think, to win this match to get into the masters. I think he ended up coming up short with the shuffling of everything. Uh, and gosh, I mean, he played great. 
I hate to take it away from him, but that decision on 18 to hit iron, uh, he'll probably sleep less about it. There was a 121-yard difference between uh, the tee shots on 18 of Rory McIlroy and Lucas Herbert. Rory McIlroy was left with 29 yards into the green. Yes, I, I said that correctly. Lucas Herbert left with 131 in. So, and out of a fairway bunker. So, certainly playing uh, different games there. Rory moves on more on him in just a second. The Cinderella story for JJ Spawn is over. Uh, he has turned back into a pumpkin. Xander Shoffley beats him three and two this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one you pull the cinderella on jj spawn yeah the defending champion next week uh yeah this this similar to the young match in the afternoon this was one i kind of just forgot was going on it, it you saw it from Spawn's scorecard he, he played one under didn't play that great of golf yeah didn't didn't make enough birdies to win a match play so xander the better player over a prolonged period of time came out yeah, uh, Spawn made two birdies in 16 holes. Not not good enough against Xander Shoffley. So that sets up. How about this? Xander Shoffley and Rory McIlroy to decide who will be our fourth and final participant in the final four. And it did not disappoint. It went the distance. They were all square on the 18th tee. Uh, Xander was pretty darn good today they made a ton of birdies but it was rory who patrick only led for one tiny little moment during this match yet it was the final moment making birdie on 18 to steal this one away from xander this was so good so good imagine watching this match and being like i don't want any more of this. we need less match play yeah, I'm glad this is the last year. Dude, they had this great they had this great exchange on 17 where they're both, you know, like I don't know, four I'll see what Shotlink says they were. They were uh both three feet seven inches away. They're both standing there looking at their at their marks on the green. They go, and they're square at this point. And they're just like, all right, let's let's go, let's go decide this on 18. We're not gonna have a three and a half footing foot putting contest for this match. Yeah, it was just quality golf shot after quality golf shot. If there, I think for Xander, there's two moments that he wished he could get back. The tee shot on 13, for sure. Hits it into the water. Hits it into the water. Actually hits a pretty good third shot to put into like 20 feet, 25 feet. Uh, but Rory made birdie there. And then the putt on 17. He had like 10 feet after Rory airmailed the green with a wedge little firm the juices might have been flowing in in Shoffley's veins yeah and you could even add a third there the drive on 18 Rory got a pretty good bounce Xander not so much he hit a pretty good second they they both kind of hit it into the uh, similar angles and it kind of rattles around amongst the fans and the trees Xander's was more under the tree than and than Rory's was but yeah he hit a pretty a pretty decent shot after that it just didn't it just did not like catch the slope that he needed it to catch Mm-hmm. And then, and then Rory obviously hits it to 10 ish feet and, and rolls it in. And yeah, gosh, I mean, Rory's got everything, everything working right now. And he's always been the most underrated chipper around the green player, just because you see him drive the golf ball and you think, Holy cow, look at this guy hitting these booming tee shots, like the one against Denny McCarthy. But because of that, we just forget how good he is around the greens. And then you factor in, this new putter, which the putter was a bit of a problem on the West Coast. That was 
the only thing that kind of let him down at the Genesis. Uh, so it's, I'm not, I'm not feeding into the Augusta allure. I'm not doing it. My name's not Kyle Porter. I know he, he's already tweeted about it, but this just feels like the perfect spot for Rory McIlroy to win the match play, come off this fantastic performance, and then shoot 76 in round one of the Masters and just blow it all up. He made nine birdies against Lucas Herbert this morning, and then he made another three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 17 birdies and one bogey, if my mental math is correct for the day. Correct. That includes the OB ball on 12. That's the bogey, the par five. Uh, he bogeyed a par five. Yeah, too. that's sick, right? Yeah. And he missed a two and a half footer. He so could have, he, he probably could have touched 20 if he really wanted to. There you go. Uh, yeah. Shoot 64, 62. The 76 is coming Thursday at Augusta. He's oh, going to blow boy. it all up. He's going to blow it all up after this great performance. Why would you I say don't that? think. I don't think this year's any because I mean I'm with you guys I'm with you and Kyle, the optimist of the group. I gotta I gotta give it a little different flavor, you know, a little yin to our yang. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Well, how about this? <laughs> We've seen some pretty wonky Final Fours at this event in years past. Not so wonky this time around. One half, Scotty Scheffler. Versus Sam Burns. The other half, Cam Young versus Rory McIlroy. That is four top seeds in the final four. Big boys only. Thick boys only. Let's talk Ooh. about Scotty Scheffler. Thank you. And Sam Burns. We talked about them being good friends. Uh, Scotty seems, I mean, you said it. He's tee to green, greening everyone else to death. He looks phenomenal. He's the favorite. But uh, this will be, I mean, these are both going to be fun matches. It, it'll come down to Sam Burns in the putter. If he catches a hot putter, this will be a really good match. It'll come down to the wire, 17th, 18th hole type deal. But Scotty Scheffler is just way too steady from tee to green, and he's putting these greens well. We've always said it. If Scotty Scheffler is hovering around positive strokes gain putting, he's going to win the golf tournament, and he's doing that this week. So Burns has it you know, totally up against him. He's playing with house money, in my opinion, and he's got to feel good the one time they went head-to-head uh, -head against each other. Burns won in the playoff at the Charles Schwab uh, Challenge when he rolled in that putt off the green when uh, Scheffler let that one slip away. So they're good friends, obviously. They've played a ton of golf uh, with each other, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down to 17 or 18, especially if Burns catches a hot putter. Burns and Scotty Scheffler on one side. Cam Young and Rory McIlroy on the other. Both have filled it up. All week long, both are going to use their driver as a weapon. The odds makers uh, assign Rory McElroy as the, with the second shortest odds to, to win the whole thing, not just this match against Cam Young. But boy, th this is like I'm I'm stoked for both of these matches. But just inject Rory and Cam Young straight into my veins. People often forget that it was not Rory McElroy who finished runner up at the Open Championship. It was right. Cameron Young. That's right. With that 72nd hole. 
Eagle, so McElroy might have a little bad blood. Oh, I'm joking, obviously. You're, you're thinking, <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking that, hey, I can't, I can't get that other Cam. He doesn't play here anymore. I'm going to get this one instead. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it may, maybe it's a pseudo open championship for him. But the way this is going to come down to who putts better. We say it every week for you know prognosticating tournaments, but you see the way Rory's rolling the rock currently, and Cam has been suspect this season. I know he has Paul Tesori on the bag this week, but he didn't putt great against Kitayama uh, this afternoon. So you would expect Rory to not roll in this one, but take care of Cam Young and potentially set up a rematch of the 2022 Tour Championship. <laughs> oh, yes, I've forgotten. I, I'm i holding both a, a pre-tournament Scotty Scheffler and Cam Young ticket, but mm. I'll tell you what, I, I, would, I, I might forego a 35 to – well. 35 to one Cam Young ticket to see Scotty Scheffler play Rory McIlroy. Because here's the, here's the other thing that I want. I want, I want Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy to play in the finals. And I wanted to go 30 holes with them making 29 birdies each. And just being like, how are you, are you not entertained? How are we not doing this constantly and have like this unbelievably successful final where people will be begging for match play. Monahan will pull up in a pontoon boat on the Colorado River. He'll jump off it, swim to 13 green. Yep. He'll be like, okay, folks, we're coming back. That's we're right. not leaving. <laughs> we're not leaving. Try to get us out of here. Yeah. Or what if Rory – see, what might be even more powerful is Rory, Rory goes out, shoots like a 56 – wins this thing and he just declares that it's back on the schedule for next year and then like jay's got to make it happen somewhere right like rory rory speaks for everybody rory rory speaks everything in exist into existence just let him just let him announce it he could just say his uh company with tiger is now the new presenting sponsor <laughs> yeah why not but, yeah and there you have it the match play brought to you by tgl or brought to you by tomorrow yeah what are you gonna do jay what are you gonna do <laughs> i love it <laughs> uh all right any final thoughts before? I mean, I mean, who who do you think is going to win this thing? Just give me give me a pick to win. I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler, and if Scotty Scheffler wins, he will have won 12 matches in a row, which God, is one short of the all time record held by Tiger Woods, who has 13, and he will not have an opportunity to pass him. How that sad is that? Is so insane to win 12 matches in a row. Ridiculous. I. My head says Scotty wins. My heart says Rory wins. My bank account says Cam Young wins. Okay. So let's operate under the assumption McElroy wins. Storylines heading into Augusta. Oh, they will be full throttle. Is it ahead of Tiger? Is it ahead of Phil's return? Yo, dude, I, for, I, I mean, Phil's obviously playing, right? Like, I completely forgot about Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't play last year. Phil's return will be pretty massive. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it will not be bigger than those two because we've we've had full throttle Rory going into the Masters trying to complete the career Grand Slam for like 10 years. So, no, I don't think it'll be anything different. I think that there is always some level of massive hype for Rory, but when you've got the cat there and it's going to be the cat and Phil – and all those other live guys, nah, that's gonna be that's that's at least gonna be the story early in the week. Yeah, okay. Probably number one playing storyline. Oh like yeah. Actual golf. Is Cur- yeah, the actual sport. 
but every but yeah. everything else, yeah, no, they'll be they'll be different combos. All right, cool. We've got uh four down to two, two down to one on Sunday. We will be back after it is all said and done to recap just a few more matches. Along the way, big thanks producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Uh, Patrick McDonald can be found on Twitter at Amateur Status, and you can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.